الحديث الرابع والعشرون ثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوثوث
until he hears a noise. Or he smells it. Smelling it or hearing it is what? Is the only two things huh, that you can leave the salah uh, for in terms of passing wind. If you're in doubt, huh, whether you did it or not, certainty is what you use to get out of it. Fiqhul hadith, the fiqh that's connected to this uh, hadith. The first thing is, the, uh, this hadith, the fiqh in this hadith is what? This hadith. This hadith is one of the ahadith that have high and great principles. Huh? Great principles. And that principle is that qa'ida, that principle, that foundation that it has. Many principles have been built on top of this foundation. Many principles. Usulul Amma. Many rulings have been taken from this hadith and been used. And what is the qa'ida that it has? Which is, that the ruling remains that the ruling, which is the certainty, will remain and it cannot be diverted with doubt. Unless there's come, there comes another evidence or another certainty that removes that certainty. The person had a tahara. He knew he had tahara. He is certain about the tahara that he had. But he's in a state of doubt whether he broke it or not. He will stick with the certainty. And the doubt that came to him should not remove the what? The certainty that's already there. The second qa'idah that is taken from there which is Doubt is never based on anything. Shak and doubt and assumptions and speculation. Rulings are not based on that. Aslan. Why? Certainty is required. Because Because assumptions and speculations and suspicion, it does not suffice you for anything. And it cannot do anything in the eyes of Haq. The truth is certainty. Third one is, It is not required, and one should not submit himself to what? Al-waswas. One should not submit himself to what? Whispers of shaitan. Waswas. shaytaniyya And the way shaitan makes you see things. Don't submit yourself to that and believe it. Don't. If you think you've not done wudu in a particular part of your body, carry on. And don't base it on what? Oh, I think I've missed out. I think I jumped it. And you can see it's wet. Don't give in. Or what happens? That waswas carries on. And it carries on. And it becomes a point where you can never stop it anymore. Or it becomes impossible for you to deal with it. Four, the permissibility and the legislation, this hadith is evidence to show. And it's that asking the people of knowledge. Five. This hadith is also a qa'ida, a foundation for what? The qa'ida which is al-istishab al-hal. Al-istishab, which is what? Biqa' ma kana ala ma kan. That everything remains at it how it was until proven not. Everything is at its original essence until proven to it to go. 
This hadith is the evidence for it. Ah. Everything is left at its original essence until proven uh, not. Number six. The wind that comes out from the back passage, it breaks your wudu. It does not matter if it smells bad or good. It doesn't change anything. If it smells good, or it doesn't have no smell to it, or if it smells bad, does not matter. Wind comes out, it has what? It breaks your wudu. Seven. By hearing noise or smelling it, certainty is that. That is certainty. That is certainty. The eighth point, which is that it is haram. That it's haram to leave the salah. That it's haram to exit the salah without clear-cut evidence to leave it. A mas'ala or a point that needs to be alerted. So that was the eight points. But there's a point that needs to be emphasized or spoken about. Which is what? What about if my suspicion, the suspicion I have, the speculation that I have, and the certainty I have are the same. 50-50. Again, فَلَا وُضُوءَ عَلَيْهِ There is no wudu on you. Because why? Shak is a fara. It's a sub-branch. The certainty is the asal. So we remain on the asal. Two. If a person is certain... That he had no wudu. He's certain. Yaqeen. Pay attention. Law tayaqqan al-hadath. The person is sure that he had no wudu. Wa shakka fil wudu. But he said, did I do wudu or did I not? Fawa muhdath. This person has no wudu. Yajibu alayhi wudu. Wudu is wajib on him. Why? Because here the asal is that you didn't know. The asal is you didn't know. And the certainty is that you didn't know you had wudu. Sorry. Um... A person doesn't have wudu. He has no wudu. He's now saying, mm, Did I do wudu or no? Are you all with me? A person doesn't have wudu. He's saying, Did I have wudu? Did I do wudu? Or did I not? Which one is he certain about? The fact that he didn't have wudu. He's certain about it. He's now questioning whether that wudu, uh, sorry, that impurity that was on him was uplifted from him. And that he purified himself and the wudu, he's in a state of doubt of that. The certainty is what we remain with and we stay with that. Naam. Al Hadith al Khamis wal Ishroon, the 25th Hadith. An Ummi Qais binti Mihsan al Asadiyyati. Anna atat bibni laha sagirin. Lam yakulit ta'ama ila Rasulilai sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fajlasahu fi hajrihi. Fabala ala thobihi. This hadith, Imam al-Bukhari narrated it. It is sahih. He narrated in Kitab al-Wudu and in Kitab al-Tib. Kitab al-Wudu and in Kitab al-Tib. And the wording is his. This wording of the hadith is his. Muslim narrated in Kitab al-Tahara 
كتاب الطهارة the صحابية who narrated the hadith her she is أم قيس بنت محصن بن حدثان بن قيس الأسدية there is a very fame there is a big خلاف sorry well known خلاف regarding her name that they have but she is known very well for what but she is known for she is known for her kunya she is known for her uh, kunya she is the sister of Ukasha ibn Ukasha ibn Muhsin she is the sister of who Ukasha ibn Muhsin who knows Ukasha ibn Muhsin Ukasha ibn Muhsin Ukasha ibn Muhsin who knows who he is ابن محسنين أيه he's the man who was promised the 70,000 in the hadith it's her brother that the Prophet ﷺ promised him that he's from the 70,000 that's going to enter Jannah بغير حساب ولا عذاب he's him she is Umm Qais his sister who narrated this hadith هي الصحابية she is a noble female companion أسلمت قديما. She took Islam early in Mecca. وبايعت. She gave pledge of allegiance to the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم. And she migrated to Medina. Imam al-Bukhari and Muslim both narrated her hadith. أم قيس بنت محسن الأسدية. She said. That she came. She came. بإبن لها a child of hers. Her son. بابن لها هسان a child of hers she brought very young لم يأكل الطعام very young child who hasn't eaten food or hasn't drunk sorry hasn't eaten food because he drank he hasn't eaten food إلى رسول الله she brought this child to the prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام فأجلسه the prophet put the child on where في حجره on his thigh the prophet put the child on his thigh فبال على ثوبه the child urinated on the prophet so there was no nappies and pampers and huggies and these things didn't exist they used to bring the child naked how they are if you go back to countries you see the child is not wearing anything so they brought the child to the prophet and the child urinated on who? on the messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام فَدَعَ بِمَاءٍ The Prophet called for water. فَنَضَحَهُ عَلَى ثَوْبِهِ The Prophet ﷺ, he sprinkled the water. فَنَضَحَهُ He sprinkled. نَضَح is sprinkled the water on his clothes. هَيَ وَلَمْ يَغْسِلُهُ He didn't wash the clothes. He didn't wash his clothing. Why? Because the child didn't eat. He never ate. The child was only breast. He lived on breast milk. The ruling is different when the child is what? When the child is eating, the urine is different than when the child is not eating anything. Fiqhul hadith. The fiqh of the hadith. Hirsul sahaba. The striving of the companions. Radiyallahu ta'ala anhum. May Allah be pleased with all of them. Ala tahseel al-barakati min rasulillah. To gain barakah and blessings from the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Barakati du'a'i. The barakah of his du'a. Or atharihi. Or the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is affected. Alayhi salatu salam in the way he dealt. Meaning they brought their children to the Prophet and they wanted the barakah to come to them. Alayhi salatu salam. 
This hadith is to show you the blessing of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Three, nabi, the Prophet is humbleness. And the Prophet is tenderness and kindness. Which is that he used to accept the children, small children to be brought to him. And he would not reject them. Uh, rather, he used to make dua for them. Can you bring that to a ruler today and put it on his thigh? The answer is really no. Like in the humble Prophet that's how it was. Four, najasatu bawli saghir, that baby, the child, is urine is, is, is impurity, is impure, is najasa. The child, the baby, huh, his urine is what? Sir. <coughs> the child that hasn't even eaten. His urine is what? It's impure. Ha. Five. And the najasatu bawli saghir, alladhi lam yat'am, najasatu mukhaffafa. The fifth is that the um, impurity of the urine of the ba little baby, the little baby, is less, is less than the what? Than the one who's eaten. So the Prophet just said, what did he do? He just sprinkled water on it, khalas. Very little. Number six, that it's sufficient to sprinkle water huh, on the place where the child urinated on, huh? if this child is a child who has not eaten. Seven, seven, the difference between sprinkle and washing. The difference between the sprinkle and, huh, and washing. Number eight, the boy who has not eaten is not the same as the girl. The girl, whether she eats or she doesn't, is washed. You with me? The girl, whether she eats or not, she's not the same. We're talking about a boy. Number nine. The scholars, they mention the hikmah, the wisdom, behind why the boy has been made different to the women, to the girl. To the girl. Why the boy has been made different to the, the girl. Ibn Hajjah rahimahullah, he mentions in his kitab Fathul Bari, he said rahimahullah ta'ala, the reason is because the people's soul in the nufusa, the, pe the, nu the people are more attached to the male, the boy, than they are to the girl. The people are attached more to the what? They are attached to the boy than they are attached to the uh, girl. They are attached more to the? They are attached more to the boy than they are to the girl. Hey, so what's the hikmah? What's the wisdom? Because the people are attached to the boy, they will keep the boy more on their thighs and the boy will remain more with them and he will urinate the more times and it will be hard for the people to always clean it. That's the wisdom Ibn Hajar mentioned. So then he said the Sharia gave a rukhsa for that reason. Um, there's a hadith narrated by the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he said, um, الغلامي, the boy's urine, it would be what? It would be sprinkled. But for the girl's urine, it would be washed. So that hadith um, is the view that's the strongest, is that the boys and the girls are different uh, and that the girl 
whether she is eaten or she's reached a uh, the stage where she's eating or before eating, it doesn't matter. The girl's urine is what? Um, needs to be washed regardless. Uh, the boy is different when he's when he's not before eating stage. Naam. وفي حديث عائشة أم المؤمنين أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أوتي بصبي فبال على ثوبه فدعا بماء فأتبعه إياه ولمسلم فأتبعه بوله ولم يغسله The hadith of Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها Bukhari narrated it in his sahih and Imam Muslim also did The wording is the wording of Imamu Al-Bukhari رحمه الله It is the wording of Bukhari Bukhari رحمه الله He narrated this hadith four places in his sahih in Kitab al-Wudu, and also in Kitab al-Aqiqah, Kitab al-Adab, and also Kitab al-Da'wat. Whereas Muslim only narrated it uh, in Kitab al-Tahara. The second riwayah is only book Muslims, as it says, wali muslimin. And Imam Muslim narrated that one in Kitab al-Tahara. He narrated that one in Kitab al-Tahara. Aisha's biography, we spoke about it in the third hadith, when we were on the third hadith. The Prophet sallallahu has said in this hadith, uh, sorry, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she said, and then Nabi sallallahu alayhi it was brought to the Prophet, utiya, it was brought to the Prophet, bisabiyin, a young bay, a child, a young child was brought to him. Fabala ala thawbihi, and he urinated on the Prophet sallallahu clothing. Fada'a bima'in, the Prophet called for water. Fa'atba'ahu iyahu, the Prophet sallallahu he poured that water over it, meaning, he sprinkled over it. وَلَمْ يَغْسِلُهُ And didn't wash it. So, أَتْبَعَهُ إِيَّاهُ means what? He sprinkled it. عليه الصلاة والسلام. Because we're going to explain it with the other hadith. Naam. It's the same fiqh. How are we going to fiqh al-hadith? Yeah, so what you do is, can you, can, you do, can you all do this? You know the fiqh that you took from the other hadith? Yeah. To put this hadith just before it. Yeah, that's what you do that, yeah. So basically, all the fiqh that you took, how many fiqh did you take? Nine, right? That nine, those nine that you mentioned, this hadith is, is part of it, yeah, so just put it at the top. Yeah, same hadith. <laughs>